everyone, you're here with Holly and Lewis. And today we are going to be talking about the typical thing that vegans usually talk about, uh, which is veganism. Today we're chatting about the three main reasons to switch to a plant-based diet. So we're just going to jump straight in with reason number one. A plant-based diet has been shown to be better for your health. So the World Health Organization has actually classed processed meat as a class A carcinogen and red meat as a group 2A carcinogen. So what that means is a class A carcinogen is something that there's strong evidence for it causing cancer. Mm -hmm. So cigarettes are another example of a class A carcinogen. If it's a group 2A carcinogen like red meat, that means there's evidence that it probably causes cancer. Mm. So this is a big deal. Um, when you think about the efforts that have gone on to uh, prohibit smoking, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely a red flag, and I think it's gaining more attention now. I've seen a lot more articles come out now talking about these uh, potential harmful effects of processed meat, particularly. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a really important thing, guys, to flag. The reason that there are these links with meat consumption and cancer is because of the chemicals that are in meat and especially processed meat um, and that's specifically nitrate and the nitrate preservatives that are released in the gut when you eat meat and when it's broken down and that um, those nitrates actually cause damage to the cells in the bowel lining so consequently obviously the risk of developing bowel cancer increases when you eat processed meat so that risk of developing bowel cancer actually increases by 1.18 times for every 50 grams of processed meat you eat per day. So, I mean, look, we've jumped straight into the heavy stuff and I know a lot of people are probably thinking at this that, oh, everything causes cancer these days and it's hard not to think the same thing. There are a lot of stuff that comes out saying this causes cancer, this causes cancer. Um, But the problem is that the link here is so strong. There is strong evidence that eating processed meat causes cancer and there is evidence that eating red meat causes cancer. And the fact is people are eating far too much of it. So we're really overloading our systems with the consumption of meat. The recommended amount of meat that you should eat for it not to have any negative side effects is actually only three ounces per day. So that's a piece of meat that should fit in the size in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. which is tiny, right? Yeah. I, I can't. No one, no one who eats meat eats that much a day. No, I, I can't think of a time I ever ate that smaller no. portion of meat. You know, um, back when we did eat meat, um, that's that's very very small. And that's quite typical in a lot of Asian diets. They'll eat small Mm. portions of meat to grain, you know, as a ratio to grain and Mm. vegetables. And, you know, you look at um, cancer rates in those populations and they are the lowest and other illnesses linked to meat consumption like heart disease. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's that's definitely something. So even if you don't cut it out completely, certainly reducing meat consumption is now backed by really strong evidence. Mm. I'm going to let you take over for dairy, Lewis. Yeah, so dairy products are um, they're similar to processed and red meat, containing high levels of saturated fat. They contribute a lot to heart disease, um, type 2 diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Consumption of dairy products have also been associated with an increased risk of breast cancer, ovarian, and prostate cancers as well. So according to an, an analysis published in the British Medical Journal, dairy products have little to no benefit for bone health as well. So that's a surprising fact. Yeah, because milk's 
always yeah. been marketed as yeah. good for your bones, yeah. having that calcium. Um, yeah, this this was really surprising when I found this study. So they can't actually find a link for dairy products improving mm. bone health. And when I looked into this, it's because your body actually finds it hard to absorb the calcium that is in dairy products. So we're not denying that there's calcium in dairy and that's what the dairy industry have used to market those products. But mm. your body is and your digestive system finds it far more easy to extract that calcium from things like leafy greens. Yeah, your dark green vegetables that have high rates of calcium. So, you know, all this stuff is saying that basically if you want calcium and you want stronger bones, then you really do want to be eating leafy greens. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that was just crazy. Well, I mean, it's mentality as well that you think that, well, a lot of people that, that, don't, that haven't looked into it or don't know much about um, nutrition believe that milk is the only source of calcium yeah and but then that's again because we are bombarded with those messages you know on tv and radio and advertisements for years have been saying calcium dairy calcium dairy and it's it's really hard to think otherwise you know you Mm. you just immediately associate that i mean we see the same thing with protein and meat right that's that's a major question so for anyone who's not a vegan the number one question is where do you get your protein from Mm. If you're a vegan and that's a similar thing to the whole dairy campaign the whole calcium dairy um situation is that we've been led to believe that meat is the only source of protein when in fact protein isn't every single thing you eat and the only reason we get protein from animals is because the animals have eaten the protein from the plants and then synthesized it in their own bodies yeah but there is that such strong message of protein and meat and i think i think especially for men Mm. you know there's that kind of idea if you don't eat meat you're not manly no you know um because you need protein to be strong and to be buff and you know all those things and yeah the same things which definitely isn't true i mean there's people out there in the um bodybuilding scene that are that are fully vegan and they can do it plant-based yeah i mean look at you and me we're (laughs) hardcore We are by no means gym sharks, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, there are certainly lots of vegan athletes who just wipe the floor, you know. So that that is a fallacy. And bringing it back to the dairy, yeah, similar kind of things. Um, we've been marketed slightly incorrect messages. Um, there haven't been a lot of studies on this that I could find, but yeah. this study that I've um, written down here, so this is a study from researchers at the harvard school of public health um and this was conducted like they had a sample size of ninety six thousand people mm-hmm. and they what they did was research they looked at milk consumption mm. when people were teenagers and then looked at the bone fractures that they experienced as adults and really interestingly enough they found that the more milk that people consumed when they were teenagers the more bone fractures they experienced as adults mm. so that's quite astounding because mm-hmm. that directly goes against the messages we're, we're told, told about, about dairy. Yeah. And a massive cohort, 96,000 people. Yeah, it's huge. So even though at this stage there's not a massive number of studies, the studies that I did found have actually, one, by being reputable researchers and two, had big sample sizes. Mm. Um, so the validity of those results is, you know, you can, you can trust this. Um, obviously, we always want more evidence to try and back yeah. this up. But um, it's it's looking, yeah, it's looking bad from uh, these studies. Dairy dairy is not necessarily great for your bones. 
Um, okay, what about eggs? Um, yeah, so this was an interesting one. For me, with eggs, personally, I, I, I love eggs. And when I first started looking into, into veganism, looking after my health, um, there was a lot of studies going around about how eggs are really, really bad for you. Mm. Um, a lot of them because because of the cholesterol that's in eggs. Um, but uh, research has actually shown that moderate consumption, which is about one egg a day, is not associated with an increase in heart disease risk in healthy individuals. Mm. So yeah, eggs were previously associated with heart disease risk because of their high cholesterol content. But research is actually showing for most people, cholesterol in food doesn't have as much effect on blood cholesterol and harmful LDL cholesterol as fats in the diet. Right. Mm. Okay. So they're thinking the fats are actually more important. Yes. That cholesterol doesn't necessarily, in the diet, doesn't necessarily affect your blood levels. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There was a study in 2000, or a report in 2008 from the Physician's Health Study, which suggests that... um, Eating more than one egg a day could increase the risk for heart failure later in life. Right. So they're saying safe levels is up to about up one to a day. one egg a day. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So health-wise, an egg a day is okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. And I, look, we're not saying that meat and dairy and eggs don't contain important and essential nutrients for the human diet. Mm. But the fact is, evidence shows that these things also have negative side effects, mm. um, particularly when we talk about mm. processed meat and mm. red meat. Mm. They have negative side effects uh, on your body, and the nutrients that you get from these sources can be obtained from other food. So you can get your protein, you can get your iron, you can get your calcium from vegetable sources, mm-hmm. from plant sources, and those sources don't have any negative, negative effects, effects on your health. Yeah. So, for example, you know, consumption of whole grains and fruit predict lower risk of heart disease. So they're actually protective against heart disease. Um, And when it comes to protein, plant sources like nuts and seeds are related to lower cardiovascular and overall mortality, Um, especially when you compare them to red meat or eggs. So on the one hand, you've got animal protein sources that increase your risk of heart disease and cancer. And then you've got plant-based sources that are actually protective against those so that's the point. It's really, you can get those nutrients from a healthier source. You can substitute and whether it's decreasing your consumption in regards to health, you know, just replacing with plant sources yeah. of those nutrients is going to be a lot better for your health. That's certainly um, the reason that motivated me to switch mm. to a vegan diet. Um, I'm a bit of a uh, well, health why, fanatic. Why, why, why filter your... Um... Why filter your protein and why filter your calcium? What do you mean? Well, I mean, we're getting them from animals that are getting them from plants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, the optimum way of getting them, surely, is straight from, the, straight from the source of where the animals are getting them from. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, biomass, isn't it? I remember learning in year nine biology that the plant gets the energy from the sun mm. and then the animal gets the energy from the plant and then the human gets the energy from the animal. And by the time you've done that whole process, you're actually losing heaps of that energy. You yeah. know, it's like tertiary yeah. energy. So it's way better if we just eat the plant, cut out the middleman. Yeah. Well, I think when I when I it made sense when I made that link. You know, when I when I was when I was uh, contemplating going to plant based diet, um, when I made that link of 
yeah, the, my protein's actually coming from an animal, which is getting it from a plant. Mm. Um, that was a big factor. That was a big factor, yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, I did want to make one point on this, because obviously the health effects of food um, and the effects of nutrition, they're really complex. So when you're talking about what's unhealthy and what's healthy, you need to consider the alternative that you're weighing that thing up to, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, we might say, okay, two eggs for breakfast actually might have ne- negative health effects. Mm-hmm. But if someone's replacing those two eggs with a heavily processed sugary cereal, mm-hmm. that might actually have health effects that would be worse than eating the eggs. Um, so it is a complex thing. But the evidence is there, and I think this evidence is not widely known, that there are links between these sources of animal protein and our biggest leaders of disease right now, your heart disease, your cancers. So, yeah, that's that's point one, um, which I think is a really important point to stress. Being in public health myself, it's, it's certainly what drives me to keep looking into plant-based diets and... Um, you know, the health health benefits um, and health effects of eating animal products. But enough of that. We're going to jump right into reason number two. And mm. I think this reason is swinging a lot of people mm. over to this side because yeah. everybody's crazy about the environment, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, which is great. So I'm going to let you take it away. Um, yeah, so... This was a this was research done. Oh, we didn't even do our reason. Number two. Oh, it's better yeah, for the environment. environment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this was research done at the <clears throat> University of Oxford. Um, they recently published the results of a five-year study on farming and sustainability, and they concluded that a vegan diet is probably the single biggest way to reduce your impact on planet Earth. So that's not just on reducing greenhouse gas emissions no. but on global acidification yep eutrophication yeah land, land use, use and, and yeah. water use as well yeah yeah um so the study found that cutting meat and dairy products from your diet could reduce an individual carbon footprint from food by up to 73 percent wow that's which huge. is massive Mm. So anyone that's uh, wanting to yeah lower lower their uh, their carbon footprint going vegan one hundred percent is the most impactful way of doing it. Yeah, that's, I mean we that's can huge. catch public transport, we can drive electric <laughs> vehicles, you know we can we can try and, and minimize it as much as you as much as we can. But diet is huge. Is it? Yeah, actually, what we haven't mentioned is a person's food consumption. So your diet is actually on par with transport use in regards to contribution to mm. global degradation so if you cut out meat and dairy from your diet and that decreases your carbon footprint from your diet by 73 percent that's mm. that's a massive chunk mm. yeah so that's that's the same if not more than if you gave up your car and were walking mm. every day yeah um yeah that, that's huge so if everyone stopped eating these foods so everyone we woke up tomorrow morning and everyone had stopped eating meat they found that global farmland use which be, would be reduced by 75%, which is an area equivalent to the size of the US, China, Australia, and the EU combined. Combined? Yeah. That's massive. That's massive, man. Do you know what? Whenever I see things like this, overpopulation always springs to mind because, you know, people are so scared that we're getting way overpopulated in the earth. And for sure, people are clustering in cities and it is getting really busy and then... 
more people is contributing to our kind of environmental degradation. But mm. that fact just mm. shows to me it's not the number of people in the world, but it's what those people are doing. Mm. Yeah, you know? Yeah, if we could reduce 75% of land use by switching mm. to plant-based diet, that's that's huge. And so the, the effects of this are really, really important when you do have so so much of society mobilized you know and talking against overpopulation and the risks that will come for that this this is basically saying we have protective mechanisms we have ways to make this earth sustainable for everyone um even with an increased population but anyway i'm going on a tangent sorry i'm gonna let you carry on um, it also uh, revealed that meat and dairy production is responsible for 60% of agriculture's greenhouse gas emissions, while the products themselves providing just 18% of calories and 37% of protein levels around the world. Wow, that's another... Sorry, we wrote these weeks ago, so these facts are seeming like new information to yeah. me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we did this research, but that, that, I mean, that's crazy, you know, so you've got the product that's giving the most emissions is actually contributing a small portion of people's calories around the world. So something's not right there. And the fact is like this next one, seven football fields worth of land are bulldozed every single minute to create more room for farmed animals and the crops that feed them. Mm. That's a really interesting point. Like we don't realize actually how it's much land, animals, yes, exactly. Because yeah. what do these animals live on? Yeah. And again, it's that thing about cutting out the middleman. What if mm. all that land that we're growing crops to feed the animals was used to just feed mm. us? Mm. And if we weren't breeding cattle and other livestock into existence, there wouldn't be nearly as many as there are. So. It's not a case of, oh, just because you stop farming animals, you'll still need that land to feed them because the population would just reach equilibrium and would not be the size that it is now because we're artificially breeding these animals into existence and then trying to produce food for these mass populations. So that leads me on to, of all the agricultural land in the US, 80% is used to raise animals for food and grow grain to feed them. Again, just, yeah. That just reiterates it. It's, it does seem like a crazy system when we know we can get our nutrients from plants, mm. but we're growing plants to feed the animals. Um, it just seems like a very roundabout and inefficient and unsustainable way of doing things. And it sounds like I'm concluding this section, but we have so many more points. So yeah. <laughs> you go. Um, so this is another good one. Producing <coughs> a little more than two pounds of beef causes more greenhouse gas emissions than driving a car for three hours. And uses up uh, uses up more energy than leaving your house lights on for the same period of time. Oh, that's big. Mm. Each day, factory farms produce billions of pounds of manure as well, which ends up in lakes, rivers, and drinking water. Mm. Um, we see a big problem with this. Me and Holly both uh, live in well have lived in New Zealand and grew up in New Zealand, um, which is a heavy heavy dairy country um and we see that there's a big problem over there um mm. with this as well mm. um yeah the run pollution off, we've run off into the into the lakes and rivers mm. um, from some of these farms which of course affects you know the yeah. life in the rivers um fish and yeah i don't think we realize how big an impact that actually has on the whole ecosystem mm. any any tiny change to the aquatic environment for example can have massive impacts for species of fish and other Marine animals. Um, so, yeah, this is a big problem, mm. um, this pollution. Um, in fact, 
One trillion pounds of waste produced by factory farmed animals each year is used to fertilise crops. And so then that subsequently runs into waterways, along with the drugs and the bacteria Mm. that um, that waste contains because the animals have been fed that to keep them well. And so many tonnes of that waste end up in giant pits in the ground, on crops, polluting the air and groundwater. Um, And so the EPA have actually announced that uh, agricultural runoff is the number one source of pollution in our waterways. So that's bad. Um, and it's a, it's a link you don't really you don't really even think of because when no. you think of farming you know you you think you have an image of that it's environmentally friendly you know when you think about cows grazing in the paddocks and it's true you know you, mm. you think that that that's you know environmentally friendly when it's not when you're looking at the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts of it and you you're you're looking at all the research that's been done it's it's not mm. and that's actually a really good point you've raised because a small subsistence farm where a family are living off the land and maybe raising animals and back in the day mm. where production of meat yeah. and dairy and you know having livestock was small scale yeah it doesn't have this no, big effect on no. the environment so no. you know we're not just here to say it's bad it's all bad um in every single way because of course something small scale is not going to have these big impacts on the environment but that's the trouble we're producing these products at such a massive scale mm. and it's because we're consuming so much it's because we're consuming so much yeah exactly and, and again it, it's because we think that this is the only only for only source of protein and yeah. the only source of calcium mm, exactly so yeah that's i'm glad you've raised that because i did want to it is important to make that point we're talking about big farms you know mass you know even medium scale farms everything has an effect on the environment but um certainly small scale would not have this damaging effect but but there's not many small-scale farms anymore no, because, no. yeah, um, people aren't living subsistence off the land as much anymore. Um, we all want to go to a supermarket and get our food, so it's going to be produced, mass-produced, mm. um, and that's having massive effects, massive effects on the environment. But anyway, moving back to our points. So the waste that does run off from factory farm animals, um, we touched on this earlier, it does actually get into the sea and the nitrogen uh, from animal feces and from fertilizer, which is primarily used to grow crops and farm animals, actually causes algae populations to skyrocket, which basically clogs up all the oxygen um, so that other life forms can't get hold of it. Um, So that, as I said earlier, causes massive change to the ecosystem. Um, and for lots of form of forms of life, they really uh, suffer. So to conclude this bit about it being way better for the environment to be vegan, the United Nations actually came out recently and said a global shift towards a vegan diet is one of the steps necessary to combat the worst effects of climate change. Mm. It's necessary. They've said it is necessary. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's a pretty good um, yeah. point to finish on for that section. I don't think anyone that's listening to this sec, you know, really does care about the environment and, and wants to, you know, help out and try and try and make a change. Definitely look at your diet. Yeah. And look yeah. at changing it. If you're, you know, doing if you're recycling and you're trying to do, you know, all these other things to, to help, like we discussed before, you changing your diet is the biggest way you can. Mm. And I think this is quite new thinking. Um, you know, I mean, you look back at efforts to help the environment before and it's been saving species that are endangered and all these other methods and diet has never really been a focus. But 
that's because we haven't really eaten on this mass scale as we've been talking about. So like the more we are getting our food from mass produced places and, you know, from overseas, which is having effects on the environment as well, um, we really do need to put diet in the center of how we live our lives. Like how we, what we eat, what we buy in the supermarket is having such a massive ripple effect onto other things. So yeah, I just basically reworded what you just said and uh, (laughs) said it again. Okay, so number three, being vegan is better for the animals. <laughs> um, well, this is... Duh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that one's pretty obvious and self-explanatory because um, when you don't eat meat, uh, you don't kill animals. <laughs> and obviously a lot of people know that, but a lot of people think that's fine to kill animals. They are inferior to us and it's part of the food chain. Mm. I think a lot of people also don't realise dairy industry is... A lot of vegetarians, yeah. They, they, they don't understand that the dairy industry kills a heap, a heap of animals. Yeah, yeah. That was slightly aggressive, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, vegetarians listening to the podcast. Um, Lewis, Lewis has a little bee in his bonnet about this. But yeah, it's true. Um, but again, that's just access to information and access to seeing the industry you know we very Mm. rarely see inside these doors and obviously if you're eating meat then the animal's dying but i think the harmful effects of dairy production or egg production aren't like you wouldn't know that unless you Mm. looked into it and saw uh all these things going on so i think what i wanted to start on is saying obviously you know farming is a business and business is about profitability and so of course factory farming strives to produce the most milk the most meat, the most eggs, as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible, mm. and in the smallest amount of space possible, so that they can make the most money. Mm. You know, the, get the most outputs with the least input, and obviously as quick as possible. Well, and as quick. Didn't I say that? No, I said that. No, you said space, which is uh, true because they cram them in. Can everyone just rewind the podcast back mm. and uh, you said you'll space. know that I'm always right. <laughs> um, anyway, so. What this does is it results in abusive conditions for animals majority of the time. Now, I do just want to make a clause. I don't want to say that farmers don't care about their animals. You know, there are a lot of farmers out there that do care about their animals in the capacity that they are working with them. Um, People who have been farming for generations and generations, I know they do love their animals, but it's loving them in a certain way, but still accepting a process that is harmful to animals, if you know what I mean. And I think it's, yeah, it's very hard to separate yourself from what you know and actually realize okay well obviously this isn't good for the animals how can i really love them if i'm killing them at the end of the day um or falsely impregnating them their whole lives you know it's not falsely but yeah artificially impregnating them their whole lives so yeah but i do want to do want to say that we're not out here to be like farmers are bad um i think it's going to be a really hard transition for a lot of farmers when now that people are Um, switching to more plant-based diets but enough about that Um, do you want to take the first point Uh, yeah so in the egg industry uh, the sex of the day old chicks is determined at the hatchery male chicks are considered an unwanted byproduct of the egg production and are killed through either carbon dioxide gassing or quick (laughs) maceration maceration or grinding. Yeah. Some of uh, some people have seen the video. I don't know. Have you seen the videos? Yeah, I've seen the videos. It's are awful. Where they chuck the the baby chicks into the grinders and yeah. and grind them up. It's just a big 
grinding machine. Mm. It, it's it's horrific, really. Yeah. Don't watch it if you no, I do ever want to have faith in humanity again. Yeah, no, no. Or you could just take our words. Uh, it, it is, yeah, it is terrible. And you just never think of this happening. Um, well, but, I think people should watch it. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, well, well, I watched it because I when I saw yeah. when I saw it, it shocked me. Well, yeah, certainly if it's yeah, if you need that push to put you off this industry. Well, I think anyone should eat who eats an egg should. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> He's getting on his soapbox again. Um, yeah, no, it is horrific um, because the male chicks are unusable, mm. so they have no purpose. So therefore, this is the process of dealing with them. Yeah, and I actually wanted to bring up what we said earlier um, about having up to an egg a day is actually not going to have any effects on your health. Mm. Again, you have to look at these things from, you know, 360 angle. Okay, Mm. yeah, it may not be bad for your health, but then you look at the egg industry, which macerates day-old chicks, and you think, okay, maybe maybe I could sacrifice that egg, even though it's not going to do me much harm to my health. Um, There are other reasons why you should consider eating eggs, but... Pardon? Not eating eggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what message are we trying to... <laughs> I have no idea. I've lost it. Okay, moving on from the eggs. So in intensive factory farms, farmers use artificial insemination to ensure cows give birth every year. So I just mentioned this earlier. Um, so this is to keep the, milk, the, keep the cows producing milk. So in order to give milk dairy cows have to be pregnant or lactating continuously Mm. now i haven't had a baby but any women out there who have i bet you can vouch for that just being the most horrific idea ever can you imagine constantly Mm. being pregnant this just must be horrendous for the cows and that's another video which is horrendous if you ever see what they do to artificially inseminate a cow Yeah. yeah it's quite disturbing but of course the the cow must be producing milk but the calf doesn't get the milk of course because farmers need to sell the milk as their product so calves that are born are actually taken away from their mothers on their first day of life Mm -hmm. um, because the milk is destined for human consumption yummy Um, and every year around 800,000 male or bobby calves as Mm -hmm. they call them sometimes are slaughtered this is oh so this is a fact from Australia so in Australia, every year, around 800,000 male cows are slaughtered before they are a week old. Because so this, egg- is, this is what I can't understand. I like eating cheese and eating milk. Like, you're vegetarian. A lot, of people, a lot of people are vegetarian because of the animals. Yeah. But when you have a look at these, you have a look at this link. I mean, 800,000 bobby calves are slaughtered in Australia. Yeah. Just... When, they're, when they're a week old. <clears throat> mm, exactly. But again, that's why we're discussing this, mm. to like get this information out there, because I think this just isn't known. No. And again, it's making that no. link that actually using animals for consumption of their products yeah. usually involves suffering mm. um, in, in whatever form. And um, yeah, even to go with that, young dairy cows are actually routinely dehorned. Um, this involves using a hot iron or scoop that destroys the horn buds. And this is really painful for the calves. Like, there's no denying that. These horns are a part of the skull that are supplied with blood vessels and nerves. And what's awful is no pain relief is given when the, when the horns are removed. So these cows, these cows feel everything. Mm. To me, it is, it is barbaric mm. that we 
to even convince yourself that these animals don't feel pain is just ludicrous because Mm. why why then would every animal fear death or fear pain or run away from something chasing them you know that's it's just ludicrous to think that this doesn't cause immense suffering to the cows so yeah yeah sorry dairy farmers but um have you seen that have you seen the videos of um the mother cows when the calves are taken away oh yeah they mourn yeah they mourn some of them mourn for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks um you know so that instinct that mothering instinct that these these cows have towards their young is so real Mm. oh yeah you can see it you can just yeah exactly you just have to watch that process Mm. um and i feel like i feel like i'm bagging on australia here but it's because i did find research from australia because we are currently living in australia Mm. but actually in victoria farmers even still remove the tails of dairy cows with knives or rubber bands Mm. that just restrict the blood flow so eventually the tails wither and drop off and this process they call it tail docking has actually been shown to make no difference to the cleanliness it definitely causes pain to the cows both immediately and in the long term due to the masses of nerve endings that end up regrowing in the tail stump and these docked cows can't flick away any flies like biting flies so they suffer more irritation from that um so why that still goes on i don't know it's probably just a process that's followed on but they've actually shown i guess it would be they would have thought it'd be more clean because you don't have the tail hanging down and grabbing bacteria but they've actually proved that's not the case yeah and I think what's important to know, we've, you know, we've talked about this, and again, you've touched on the organic or the free range, mm. and it's really hard. It's a very grey area because from what I've been hearing from a lot of people in these industries who have done a lot of research in this, organic and free range, can it's, it's like a massive spectrum, so yeah. it could be taken a lot of different way by suppliers. There's no one definition that um, mandates every producer Um, And actually, enforcement of regulations aren't very consistent. So it's really difficult to determine which products actually come from animals that are treated decently. Um, So, yeah, it's very hard to be a well-informed buyer of organic and free-range products because you just, unless you've gone there and you've seen the farm or unless you're getting, picking eggs off the side of the road, which you can do in New Zealand, you know, from someone's backyard chickens, you, you can't see what conditions these animals are living in so yeah it's really hard to be ethical in that sense and what i found really interesting was that none none of these restrictions apply to transport or slaughter like so these organic and free range Mm -hmm. labels if a product has that on that label doesn't have to apply for the transport or slaughter or body mutilations of animals such as like de-beaking chicks or the tail docking, as we've talked about, or dehorning. Um, so actually, those processes continue to be completely unregulated. So you might have all these chickens running free, through, you know, through, running through the grasses, um, just living their best lives. Um, and so they can be called free range. And yeah, okay, they're ranging freely, but they've actually all been de-beaked through a really horrible process because that bit isn't regulated and that doesn't have to not be done to be called free range. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And we've talked about this all very lightheartedly, but obviously it is really serious. Um, And 
definitely brings up a lot of things to think about. And for me, if anyone does ask why I'm vegan, I literally say because it's better for my health, it's better for the environment, and it's better for the animals. Mm. And that just sums it up. You can't argue with it. We've provided some evidence and we will leave all the references. So from when we've found all this information um, somewhere in the show notes. Um, So you can go and click those links and read this all for yourself. Find it out so you know we haven't just sat here and uh, bullshitted for the last, (laughs) how long? Half an hour? This has all come from peer-reviewed journals, reputable research, but go check it out for yourself. And we hope you have not been completely mortified (laughs) and actually enjoyed the podcast. Do you have anything else to add? Don't eat meat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To sum up... (laughs) be a vegan and uh everything's better <laughs> yeah and, and and do your own research yeah for sure go out and have a look at um at what you know what's out there mm. at the moment and some of these studies that are going on because there's more and more coming out you know every month and every day there's more studies and more research pointing towards um how beneficial veganism and cutting mm. cutting meat and dairy out is for the environment and for people's health mm. um so yeah, I mean, once you start looking into it, it's 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 a no-brainer from from all aspects. Mm. And it's uh, one thing we didn't touch on is it's actually um, the fastest-growing social movement ever. Mm. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, we didn't say that. Um, which is huge. Which is which mm. is great. Mm-hmm. It's great. So a lot well, of it shows there's a lot of validity to it. You yeah. know, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it does. There's it a does. lot of mobilization, <clears throat> a lot of action. Yeah. Um, because. As we've said, it is better for all these three reasons, ethically, environmentally, and health-wise. Mm. And um, you've just reminded me, um, the nutritional guidelines that have just been brought out in Canada, for the first time, haven't had any industry sitting on the board. So usually when a country develops nutritional guidelines, they have industry in there, like the meat industry and like the dairy industry. So obviously, you know, they can get their claws in and um, meat and dairy stays on the nutritional guidelines. But Canada has actually produced... this first thing called a planetary plate so it's a plate that is good for your health but also good for the environment Mm. and surprise surprise it's pretty much all plant-based i think Mm. there's a tiny bit of fish in there maybe eggs but yeah so that just shows as soon as industry isn't in the picture and governments are focusing on a plate that's better for the planetary health and for your health that's what comes out so yeah this is not two, uh, just two extremists sitting in the <laughs> living room <laughs> talking about a crazy idea. Yeah, I hope this has been informative and that you've enjoyed listening to us. And um, we will be back soon. Yeah, so stay mm-hmm. tuned. We'll, we'll have yeah. some more, uh, more podcasts coming out soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.